All right, guys, I like to think that I got a good sense of what's going on. Doing a lot of mindset stuff, inspiration, telling the story, helping you guys out with maximizing your potential and all that stuff. But I sensed it's time to do part of the mayhem side. I call it mindset and mayhem for a reason. Every now and then, I like to get into my Nirad character and just give you guys some cool facts for things that I was super curious about. And I did some research and uh, check this out. I think you guys will dig it. Check it out. Here we go. Why is Reynolds Wrap aluminum foil shiny on one side and dull on the other? How did chocolate bunnies for Easter come about? Come on now. Guys, this is amazing stuff. Yes. How do they keep all the raisins and cereal boxes from falling to the bottom? Like popcorn kernels do. Popcorn. Why don't the raisins fall to the bottom? That was unfathomably deep. And what is the difference between an X-rated movie and a triple X-rated movie? Oh, yeah. Why isn't there a double X? You guys, come on. Is that cool or what? Who wouldn't want to hear about those four things? Yes. Let's do this. Here we go. Now, you guys, I'm not going to sit around and freaking memorize. You know what I'm saying? So I have a little cheat sheet here. So guys, this is fun. Which side of the aluminum foil is supposed to touch the food? The shiny side or the other side? Reynolds Metals says it doesn't matter. A consumer service rep says both sides do the same fine job of keeping hot foods hot, cold foods cold, wet foods wet, dry foods dry, and all foods fresh longer. Well, whoopsie break it! That was terrible, and who cares? Let's go on to the next one. Fuck it. How did chalk? Oh wait, I didn't. I didn't even do the second part of this. You guys, I'm having so much fun. I'm on fire here. See, normally I just roll off the top of my head, but now this is stuff I got to read. I'm sorry, guys. I'll do better this next one here. Okay, here we go. This is how they do it. Foil starts as a large block of solid aluminum. It is rolled like a pie crust until it becomes one long, thin, continuous sheet. In the final rolling step. Two layers of aluminum foil are passed through the rolling mill at the same time. The side that comes into contact with the mill's highest polished steel roller becomes shiny. The other side, not coming into contact with the heavy roller, comes out with a matte finish. How did chocolate bunnies for Easter come about? Well, of course, the obvious first answer is the more money for the candy industry. Same reason candy corn came out for Halloween. Chocolate bunnies date back to the 1850s in Germany. Along with bunnies, chocolatiers sold chocolate eggs and chickens. Switzerland, France, and other European chocolate producers followed soon after. The chocolate bunnies arrived in the U.S. from Europe around 1890. Robert Strohecker of Pennsylvania made a five-foot chocolate bunny in front of his drugstore. That's how it started to catch on here in the U.S., around 1890. See, I'm doing this on my own now because I researched and I know this shit. But they became really popular in the 1920s in the U.S. Yeah, come on, Yater. Let's go. Go the third one. See how we do the third one here. How should I do this one? Um, uh, oh, I'll keep all the raisins. Okay, okay. Well, popcorn kernels are easy. They fall at the bottom because of the weight and we shift through the popcorn eating it and so they drop down through the popcorn to the bottom. No big deal, right? But raisins in a cereal box. How is it all evenly distributed? How do they defy gravity? General Mills reported that the raisins are added after the boxes of cereal are already half full. So they have a chance to settle and condense during shipping. 
it comes out that they are pretty evenly dispersed. So now we know why raisins don't fall to the bottom of cereal boxes. Amazing stuff, you guys. Here's the last one. Number four, the goodie, the best for the last. No Peter North jokes here, Darren. What's the difference between an X-rated movie and a triple X-rated adult movie? Why isn't there triple X? Here's the deal, guys. The MPAA, the Motion Picture Association of America, issues the movie ratings we all see and love. Motion picture companies are under no legal obligation to have their movies rated, but they are not allowed to put their own rating on their productions. Ratings codes were instituted in the 1960s, and you have to pay a fee to get the rating of anything from G to R. X-rated movies were originally for any adult-related movie in any genre. Oscar-winning movie Midnight Cowboy and A Clockwork Orange were rated X because of their mature and intense subject matter. Most non-pornographic X-rated movies bombed at the box office. Companies didn't have to pay the fee to assign their own movies the X rating. So all X-rated production companies became synonymous with smut. And big production companies like Paramount and Columbia refused to release any X-rated movies. The Adult Film Association of America said that the triple X rating started as a joke and it is not a formal rating. Neither is double X. Oh, you guys, that definitely felt a little weird reading stuff, but I hope you guys, hope it made sense. Hope you liked it. Hope it was something that uh, made you think. I mean, these are the four things after my research. And I can't deny, I got to give props to uh, the book company. I'll put it up here somewhere. I don't know where the hell the book is, but I'll, I'll give props here in the description or here somewhere. But yeah, so I hope you guys got something out of that. Darren Yates here. Later.